Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. 49 degrees and mostly cloudy at 510. Well, the Trump derangement syndrome is strong out there. Get a message. I'd rather have an elderly individual with memory problems than have a wannabe dictator, fascist, election denying narcissist crook running this country any day okay well you do you and of course they want to say when i said all sad for you no sad for you the cult 45 members drink some more kool-aid keep doing you it'll work out well i promise Let's go to the phone. Again, you can call or text at 570-883-0098. We have uh, Cameron from Sealands Grove on Biden. Cameron. Hi. Uh, you know, this is a historic time for, like, the country and how, like, one of his cabinet members is getting impeached and stuff. Well, he doesn't even know what happened yesterday. It's just a very historic time. Well, and and again, the 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 impeachment of Mayorkas, that vote's going to take place again. It, it did not pass on the first time, but they will have the votes to do it. It's not going to go any further than the House, so it'll be an acquittal for an impeachment. So it's not a true impeachment. But you are correct. Just this pa- in the past 10 days, Joe Biden said he had a conversation recently with someone who died 24 years ago. And then he talked about January 6th with someone who died over a decade ago. Uh, he He's... Every time he speaks publicly, he just loses himself. He forgot the name of Hamas during a speech just yesterday that I played yesterday. And now you have this uh, this uh, report from the special counsel. It's it's not very, it's not boding well. And for the Justice Department to um, let this let this go out, and even after Biden's attorneys objected to the way he was classified in it, Goes to show that there there is some kind of movement going on on what they're they're looking to do next. Exactly. I mean, I think he, and plus that uh, trial, the Supreme Court trial with Trump, it's it's very historic times and all. It is. It is, Cameron. I appreciate you checking in. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, let me go to the phones now. We have uh, Elle from Wayne County on the 25th Amendment. Elle. You were just saying before the break, you were saying about um, uh, whether or not Kamala Harris would uh, invoke the 25th Amendment. Now, besides her, what about the Speaker of the House? Who's in line if Biden needs to go well if, <laughs> if we the speaker he needs to go if the speaker of the house yeah if, if the speaker of the house does that um we know it's not going to go anywhere now if a kamala harris brings it up does it uh, change things um you know we, we know if if um and believe me as far as anyone else doing it the only person that's less liked than Joe Biden is Kamala Harris. If you look at polling, she's the only one polling worse than Joe Biden at this point. So does mm-hmm. anyone want to invoke the 25th but the vice president at this point? That That's where I'm more leaning towards. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we all know that Joe has needed to go since he before he even got in there. 
because he should never have been president. Well, and yeah, yeah and he who, was able to hide himself. Not, and anybody who says not, yeah, I mean, hiding in in your your house or your basement. Come on, where where in American history would that have ever happened? Nobody but Biden. Nobody. Yeah. And and it's just totally ridiculous. And if you add it to recent statements that he's given, again, where he just said he just had a conversation with someone who died 24 years ago, just had a, just uh, after that, right after that, said he just had a conversation with someone who died, you know, almost a decade ago, and, and then forgetting Hamas when he's talking about, he just loses track. He he's not. If you just look at re, the recent two or three weeks, he's a different person than he was just six months ago. And six months ago, he was bad. So well, maybe maybe he's on his way out, and maybe we won't have to be worrying about it anymore. But then we have to worry about Harris. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, unless they look to move something at the at the convention to where they put someone else in an entire platform and 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 bypass Harris altogether. But that's a whole nother can of worms that they open up at that point. Al, I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for checking in. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, let me see. We got a uh, Rich from Laughlin on Biden. Rich. How you doing, Rob? Thanks for taking the call. No problem. Uh, let's keep in mind that there's an impeachment going on about this uh, president, okay? And there's uh, money being exchanged with brothers, uh, nieces, aunts, uncles, okay? Now, this is going to be crude, but I, you know, about 25, 30 years ago, they came up with a, a thing the legal system did. If someone was insane, they tagged you insane but guilty. You know, for all the damage this president has done, or this, you know, Joe Biden, and the decades it's going to take us, the decades of suffering, loss of money, uh, the, the billions of dollars, trillions of dollars it's going to cost us for the damage he did. I'd love to see a tag on his name in the history books. Guilty but diminished. I wish they would go, go through with a, with, a, with, a, um, with a hearing. And he's getting away with murder, you know, practically. Yeah, I mean this 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 report is damaging, and it opens up an entire different discussion on uh, on the competency of of this man to to remain as president. And and again, his term is coming to an end. I'm not saying that they're going to move in now, even though they probably should, and and start invoking the 25th Amendment to do something. But you know, e even for that, do you or I, even as a conservative, want to see Kamala Harris step in? No, uh, she, let's face it, she's next, but uh, you're not going to see much of a difference, really, even though she doesn't, she's not old. <laughs> yeah, but uh, at, at least she'd be able to understand what's being told to her by yeah, hopefully yeah. the experts that are around them, the military experts, the economy experts and stuff, where I, I think this guy's just being told what to do, where I, I think she would at least as a president make up, and believe me, I don't want her there either, but... There's an obvious problem where this guy does not have the cognitive ability to make the decisions that they say he's making. Somebody else is making them. Someone who's unelected is making them. At least a Kamala Harris could understand the information that's being given to her and say yes or no to certain things. And again, believe me, presidents across the board, all of them, were not experts in everything. They were not military experts. They're not economic experts. They're not foreign policy experts. They, they, they're supposed to surround themselves with the best and the brightest around them, take the advice of multiple people, and make a yes or no decision on what we should do. I don't think that's happening in this White House. I think this guy's being told this is what we're doing, and he's just like, yeah, okay. Um, I, and I, I think agree, Kamala Rob. Harris will at least be able to absorb the information yeah. and be a part of that conversation. As much as I don't want her there, but I, I think this is a 
a conversation, a very serious conversation that Democrats right now need to be having behind closed doors somewhere to make a decision. Do they move forward with this? I agree with you. And I think a lot of people, as you said, are making the decisions. That's why when they ask him something, even though he does have a problem, he seems to know nothing about what, what they're asking him. So it's a combination of, a, you know, diminished capacity. Plus, he's not the one originating the questions, I believe. Well, we'll see. What do you think is going to happen with the uh, impeachment inquiry, with the uh, the money trail and everything else? Uh, I, I think that's a total separate incident. I don't think they have the votes to impeach Joe Biden. Um, you know, does this change things to where he bows out and says, hey, you know what? Due to health reasons, I'm just not going to run again. And, and something needs to be done quickly as far as the Democrats go. But as far as impeachments and such like that, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think they go anywhere. I don't think they have the votes in in the Senate. Well, they definitely don't have them in the Senate. They're never going to hit that 60-vote majority to to uh, do it. So it's going to be an acquittal. It's going to be like, like they did with Trump. They say he was impeached twice. He wasn't impeached twice. He's acquitted for impeachment twice because it was never concurred upon, and that's what it takes for an impeachment. So I, I think it's all for show. I think it's good to get the information out to the American people, but I don't think it does anything as far as as, yeah. as really dinging them for an impeachment. And you, you trust the investigation. I mean, we know he has diminished capacity, but you do trust the investigation that, that, that was done uh, with him, right? Well, this investigation clearly states that he legally had uh, classified documents and not only had them, but shared them as a civilian with other civilians. So, I mean, this this report says that he committed criminal offenses. It just mm-hmm. says that they basically will never get a conviction out of him because he'll portray himself as as a an elderly man with poor memory and doesn't remember much. So how could he willfully have done these things? Thank you, Rob. Appreciate you digging for us. You have a good day. Thank you. Um, let's go to uh, Jim in Wilkesbury on Biden. Jim. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not like we didn't know this. Oh, I agree. <laughs> but, you know, what I find especially galling is somewhere in that report, they mentioned that they interviewed him back in 2017, and they could tell then he was impaired. So for the last seven years, the liberal media the, and Biden's handlers have essentially lied to the American people about his ability to effectively function as president. Seven years. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. I, I mean, if that's not election fraud. Well, I mean, the, the, the American people bought it and voted for him. So, yes, I mean, and anyone who was really looking at it from a skeptical eye could see that the, the man didn't have the cognitive ability to be the president the first time. They hit him. He he didn't get into the, the – even now, I mean, when when does he have a back and forth with the pre, with the open and free press? That's what a president's supposed to do. That's our access to a president, right? Uh, it doesn't happen because he can't do it. Even prepared speeches where he has the remarks in front of him, he's saying he spoke to someone who died 24 years ago. And he did that twice over the last few days. Yes, he but did. It's going to be interesting to watch as to who and how the successor is selected, appointed, or installed. Kamala Harris, Newsom, Obama. It is going to be interesting to see how they scramble now because this this does not bode well. This is basically saying the man does not have the cognitive ability to stand trial or be accused of this to defend himself, but he yet he can be the commander-in-chief again. I don't think they can coincide the two. It's not going to work that way. Jim, i got to go to traffic and weather. I appreciate you checking in. Bye-bye, sir. Thank you. It's uh, 420, almost 422 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather.
522. Sorry. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, thank you. I... Nikki was like, you're not keeping me here another hour. <laughs> no, please. I'm falling asleep now. I don't even know why I'm so tired. There must be snow coming. Is there snow in the forecast? I know you'll get to it in a second. No snow. Not any time recently. Uh, I think Monday into Tuesday we're looking at maybe a little bit. I'm feeling it already in my bones. All right. We have no accidents. I have nothing to talk about. We might as well just give you the, the weather forecast. There's nothing really going on out there. No backups. Uh, well, there is a little bit of construction going on on North Kaiser Avenue or South Kaiser Avenue in Taylor, right in front of the Pine Hills Country Club. That might hold you up a little bit. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570. 570- 0-8-8-3-7-2-6-9. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with this Pentola Data Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 36. Friday, a mix of sun and clouds, high 52. Saturday, cloudy, breezy, and mild with rain showers possible in the afternoon, high 57. Sunday, partial clearing and breezy, high 47. Like I said, Monday into Tuesday is, I think, our first chance of getting. I think it starts off as rain, and there may be some snow in there. But it was like an inch, maybe. So we'll see how it goes. Currently 48 degrees and cloudy here at 523, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Well, the Babylon Bee never, never disappoints. The Babylon Bee, which is a fake news headline for fun, Shows a picture of Joe Biden and says, man ruled too senile to stand trial, still fine to run country. Facts at 11. There you go, but that's not far off from the truth. And again, it's satire, but is it? Man ruled too senile to stand trial, still fine to run to country. We'll see where that goes from here. It's uh, a lot of information still coming out on these things. Uh, well, Toyota refused to hop on the electric vehicle bandwagon, and it paid off big time. We'll try to get to some regular news for, for a change today. Toyota said Tuesday the company will see an annual profit of $30 billion at the end of fiscal year in March, and it's probably down to one big decision. The Japanese car giant suggested that its decision to avoid going fully electric with its fleet vehicles and instead emphasizing hybrid machines is likely why it'll end the fiscal year in such a high, according to Axios. Shares in Toyota rose nearly 50% in the last 12 months. While electric vehicle manufacturing struggled to deal with the fact that no one wants their stupid cars. Ford was forced to cut the price of their electric version of its iconic F-150 truck by around $10,000 because no one wanted to buy them. Models were piling up at the dealership. Despite the lower cost, Because common sense consumers know electric vehicles don't really help the planet and they're still fueled by electricity from traditional power plants or often junked over most minor damages. So uh, Toyota made a decision to avoid the uh, electric vehicles and go all in on some hybrids. $30 billion profit for such. Smart move. Consumer sentiment towards electric vehicles continues to plummet as videos go viral online. Cars lining up at charging stations and often take hours to refuel the vehicle for even the shortest trips. General Motors reported a $1.7 billion loss in January 
thanks to a serious slowing down of interest in electric vehicles by the general public. So Toyota clearly made the right call by avoiding these cars and sticking with vehicles that do what they're supposed to do, get you where you need to be on time. Makes sense. Makes sense indeed. There's also a lot of news I've seen coming out of um, these new hydrogen engines that uh, Honda made in conjunction with someone else. I forget who their partner on it was, but they said it's showing real promise. It's going to be interesting after all this money projected infrastructure for EVs and such like that, if a hydrogen engine comes out and kind of just blows it all out of the water, changes the whole thing. Thankfully, a lot of this infrastructure, well, most of the infrastructure for electric vehicles doesn't even exist yet. Again, which is why they're not really doing very well. It's like getting cars when there's not not a highway system. Yeah, the car's okay. It's going to get you a few places, but it's really not going to get you where you're going. Um, hybrid has always been the better way to go. Matter of fact, I, I've even shown some interest, interest in some of the hybrids that are out there now, Jeep, Jeep being one of them. You know, the Jeep uh, 4xe well, looks promising. And again, you're really not gaining all that much. But if there's good deals on them, they plug right into the 110 outlet at my house. They take all night to charge, but again, it's a small portion. I think you only get like 20 or 30 miles on that. But it, it's a hybrid, and it does a little better, and it gives you that little boost. And if there's a good deal on them, why not? But for something like an electric vehicle where I'm going to be tied to a cord, no, not for me. Not at this time anyway. If I lived in a city, maybe a little different that had charging available. It's uh, 531 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 48 degrees and cloudy here at 537. Listen, all the cartoon characters that are coming via the text, and you can call or text at 570-883-0098, and you you realize how these, you know, anti-Trump defenders of Biden never call because they don't want to seem, you don't want their neighbors to hear their voice and, and see how... Uh, off the wall they truly are but you're more than welcome to and, but the cartoon characters that are texting none of them are defending joe biden every single one of them are but trump so you could not like trump you can hate trump you could be at me but to, to stand there and say well i'll take a cognitive mutant over donald trump is really i mean that that's that's what you're standing on your hill that's what you're posting your flag in Come on now, really? Oh, and I had this story before this even came out. I mean, we didn't even know this report. We knew the report was coming soon. We didn't know it was going to come out today. Obviously, they coincided it with the uh, Supreme Court testimony because now it's a whole big uh, news thing. But this is coming from the New York Post. Uh, Biden shares a story about talking with a European leader who was dead at the time for the third time in a week. For the ter- third time this week, President Biden told the audience that he discussed the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol with European leaders who were actually dead at the time. On Wednesday, Biden told Democratic donors in New York that he spoke about the riot with former German Chancellor Helmut Kohl, whose death predates the event by nearly half a decade. The shocking gaffe comes just days after the 81-year-old president confused French President Emmanuel Macron 
with the county with the country's ex-leader Francisco Mitterrand, who died in 1996. Biden made the blunder Wednesday in front of audiences at two separate fundraisers as he regaled donors with the anecdote about his first international trip as president to the 2021 G7 summit in Great Britain after his 2020 election win over President Trump. I showed up and I sat down and said America's back and French President Emmanuel Macron looked at me and said, for how long? How long? Not a joke, Biden recalled, according to the pool report of the president. Stop at the moment, home of uh, Maureen White, whose husband, Stephen Rackner, manages billionaire former Mayor Michael Bloomberg's fortune. So there was three gaffes that he spoke to dead people in the, the past two weeks, let's say. Two weeks. But uh, your go-to is but Trump. I get it. You have at it. And again, I, I'm, I'm just saying that something needs to be done. This man cannot be in charge of the pres, uh, in charge of the country, and be it a Kamala Harris, which I just said. As much as I do not want her, at least she can absorb information that's being given to her, not simply being told what she's doing. If anyone thinks that Joe Biden is truly running this country after everything we've seen, And again, yes, there's been a dramatic recent decline over the past six months. Everyone has seen it. It's time everyone admits it. And and you could still hate Donald Trump. What I'm saying is the Democrats need to do something on their end. There's We cannot have Joe Biden as the figurehead, because that's all he is at this point, of the U.S. It's plain and simple. It's plain and simple as that. So... If your only answer to Joe Biden by a special prosecutor saying that he does not have the mental capacity to stand trial and he's severely mentally diminished for another term as presidency, if your only answer to that is but Trump, then you got a lot of uh, work to do. Let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. You're going to go to BudgetBlinds.com. You're going to be contacted by Tom or Rick. They're the owners of our local budget blinds locations here. They cover all of Northeast Pennsylvania. The leaders in custom window treatments, blinds, shades, shutters, drapes, 90% more options than you'll get at the big box store. You'll be overwhelmed. My wife said I was overwhelmed uh, by all the choices and options she had, things we didn't even know existed out there. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including their no-questions-asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. You also take advantage of their volume pricing. You're not only paying for your blinds, you're going to get the cost of those blinds because of all the blinds they sell to all their customers. That volume pricing, you can't be beat. 30 years of style and expert service, and they service everything they sell. Budgetblinds.com. Check them out. Free consultation. You will not be disappointed. It's uh, 542 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And it is still fairly quiet in Northeast PA with no major backups on our interstates. There's no accidents to report. Mulberry Street in Scranton is bumper to bumper. Jefferson Avenue in Scranton has heavy traffic as well. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with this Penteladata Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 36. 
Friday, a mix of sun and clouds, high 52. Saturday, cloudy, breezy, and mild with rain showers, high 57. Sunday, partial clearing and breezy, high 48. Monday and Tuesday, it looks like some rain moves in, some weather moves in, maybe a little snow. Uh, I think they're calling it in, at most an inch at this time, but we know how the weather goes. 50-50. It's 48 degrees and cloudy right now at 543 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 48 degrees and cloudy at 546 here. Yeah, we're in strange times, no doubt of that. Um, text message coming in. I'm getting all your your text messages in. Yeah, just so we know on the text messages, uh, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden is not a, a medical doctor. She is a, an EDU doctor, doctor of education. Um, so I'm sure she knows. Uh, she's been there to protect them. We've seen her having to walk him off stage, uh, handle him, uh, grab his hand and lead him. And again, he is he is he does not have the ability to make these decisions. Um, and if you look at what's go, going on in the world, I mean, how does China not make a move in the next couple of months on Taiwan? It's it's just it's putting us all in deep jeopardy. And and I understand if I saw things correctly that the Senate passed a funding bill for Ukraine. I, I really don't have the details on it because I think it was ongoing during the show. But if I am correct, I believe that they the Senate did pass a standalone funding bill for Ukraine. So let me get this straight. The border was such a crisis. All we heard about was this border bill, the border bill, the border bill. Uh, The Republicans, this is a bipartisan border bill. It's an emergency. We can't do anything. Biden would say himself, I've exhausted all my avenues. I need Congress to act so I could do something with the border. The border is an emergency. So that that bill fails because it truly wasn't a border bill. And the first thing that the Senate does is produce a standalone funding for Ukraine bill. So I guess the border was not that important. I guess the fact we're being invaded by millions of migrants, a record in this last quarter, by the way, um, is not an emergency anymore because the funding for Ukraine had to. That was the first standalone bill that went out there that I believe just passed the Senate if I read things correctly. That just happened. Earlier today, I pulled this story where lawmakers are investigating where Ukraine funds and munitions are going. The U.S. House Oversight Committee is investigating U.S. taxpayer funding for Ukraine after a watchdog report found a large percentage of the equipment has gone unaccounted for since last June. House Committee on Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer, joined by Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio, and other Republican and Oversight Committee sent a letter to Department of Defense Lloyd Austin raising concerns about the funding and asking for documentation on how it's been distributed. The committee remains concerned that the Department of Defense's ability to conduct end-use monitoring of weapons, equipment, and other defense articles going to Ukraine, the letter said. It is vital the DOD works to ensure weapons and other forms of security assistance are used in the intended purposes that they do not fall into the hands of our enemies and that the risk of waste, fraud, and abuse is mitigated. According to the committee, the U.S. has sent nearly $50 billion in military assistance to Ukraine in the last decade, most of that in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Much of it has come through handing U.S. munitions and other military equipment to Ukraine forces. Lawmakers have become increasingly critical of funding to Ukraine 
as the figure grows and questions arise of how the taxpayer's money is being spent. The Inspector General for the DOD released a watchdog report last month furthering those concerns. The report found that a significant portion of the equipment inventory were delinquent. Specifically, the DOD Office of Inspector General determined that as of June 2, 2023, serial number inventories for more than 1,059,000,000 of the 1.699 billion of designated defense articles were delinquent, the IG's office said. Multiple factors contributed to the reporting gaps, including the limited number of U.S. personnel at logistics hubs in a partner nation and in Ukraine. The absence of procedures for conducting inventory in a hostile environment until December 22nd, the movement restricts personnel within Ukraine and lack of internal controls for validating data. Concerns like these are part of the reasons lawmakers have held off passing additional Ukraine assistance, which, again, I believe the Senate just passed today. In other cases, an accounting error led to the agency to overestimate the value of equipment sent to Ukraine. Despite multiple assurances from the DOT at every mechanism is in place to prevent waste, fraud, and abuse of the U.S. taxpayer funds going to Ukraine, the DOD Inspector General has alerted Congress for failures by the DOD to track enhanced weapons and other defense articles going to Ukraine. The DOD's IG findings in this report contradict the commitments DOD made to the committee guaranteed that effective mechanisms are in place to track American weapons and equipment going to Ukraine. Also breaking today is Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, fired his top general. And is replacing him. So with this, knowing that we can't account for the weapons and where money's going that we've given them. And our own crisis here at home with our border security, which they said is a crisis, right? It's an emergency. We have to, we, we need comprehensive border bill passed. It fails. And again, if you look, they keep pushing this is this bipartisan border bill that was out there. If you look at the individuals behind it, you'd reevaluate how you determine how you classify this bill. It was Langford, Senator Langford, a Republican. You had Kristen Cinema, independent from Arizona, who most on both sides would classify as, as a whack job. And then you had the congressman from uh, Connecticut. I forget his name offhand. Those are the three that wrote this bill, and they were give tasked such by Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, and they pushed these three to write this so-called bipartisan bill. Now it is. You had an independent, a Democrat, and uh, a Republican, none of them of which have ever taken a lead in comprehensive bill writing before, regardless a border bill, a border security bill. But they are United States senators. They do have that ability. They do have their staffs. And they came up with this bill. Now, again, my stance on this bill is you cannot manufacture a crisis so it's so bad. They are doing exactly what we see here with the Water Authority bills. They are making things so bad that if they cut it down by a third, we think we got a deal. But that's not how this works, because even if you go to the numbers that they're looking for, 
those are still record numbers of illegal immigrants coming into the nation. But again, let me digress. That was such an emergency. That was such a crisis in America. That was such a crisis in our Congress that it didn't get passed that what's the first thing the Senate does? They get a standalone bill for Ukraine funding. Now, mind you, last year, May of last year, the House passed H.R. 2, which is a comprehensive border security bill from the House. It passed the House. It's been sitting in the Senate for over for almost a year. Chuck Schumer will not let it go to the floor. He will not let it get amendments. He will not let it. He, it does not get touched. It's dead on arrival in the Senate. But yet these three senators, Kristen Sinema, Senator Langford, and the senator from Connecticut, again, I forget his name offhand, come up with this bill, $119 billion border security bill. And moves to the House, where they say it's dead on arrival. Matter of fact, it didn't even get out of the Senate. That's the crisis. The Houses are also offered a standalone Israel funding bill. And they're open to a standalone Ukrainian bill, which they all should be. If anyone says these things should be intertwined, you're out of your mind. Like I said, this border bill... This bipartisan border bill written by these three senators in the Senate that never got out of the Senate that would have been dead on arrival in the House anyway, $119 billion, 83% of that didn't go to the border. But it was a border security bill that had to be passed because it was an emergency. And again, the first thing, Chris Murphy in Connecticut. Thank you, Texter. Thank you. Yes, Chris Murphy, Kristen Sinema. And Senator Langford. I mean, I wouldn't want those three writing an insurance reform bill on car insurance or home insurance. Nevertheless, comprehensive border security. And then you throw in funding for the Indo-Pacific. You put in funding for Ukraine. You put in fun- Ukraine was getting 53% of that bill's budget. But it was a border security bill that we needed because the security of America depended on it. But again, it was so imperative that the first thing the Senate did was write and pass a standalone Ukraine funding bill. They lied to us back and forth. They lied to us as much as we go. And they expect us to just take it. But let's see where we go from here. And again, there's been H.R. 2. Comprehensive border security bill has been passed by the House and has been sitting in the Senate. Chuck Schumer refuses to let it hit the floor. They have a standalone Israel funding bill. Again, hasn't been touched by the House, uh, by the Senate. And the Senate just passed a Ukrainian funding bill. Now, I don't know the details on it, but we'll see where it goes from there. It's uh, coming up on 557 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it today for the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Hopefully, we brought you the information as it comes out. We'll digest it a little more. Hopefully, I can get into the report a little more fully, but I think we got the gist of it. And uh, uh, how do we go from here? We have a, a federal special counsel report basically saying that our commander in chief does not have the mental wherewithal to face a trial, but yet he's okay to run for a second term of president. 
something that we're going to have to address, and hopefully it gets addressed in the right way as we move forward. You all be safe. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll do it again.